in the middle of the Gavaldiga Sugya of the Melacha of Bishal. So we left off, uh, still in the middle of the Hagdoma, of the introduction, trying to figure out what is Bishal, what's not Bishal, definition of Bishal. If I remember correctly, I think it was Tuli. Tuli, I think you asked this Kasha, right? What is considered to be Bishal? What is considered to be something, when is it considered to be cooked? I think it was your Kasha. I think it was. Was it, was it? I think it was your Kasha, right? Gavaldiga Kasha. So we're going to get to it today. Ruben's got a Gavaldiga Kasha for us a bit later on, right? Okay, listen up. Like this. There are different forms of Bishal. Okay, we're going to get to this a little bit later on, but just to give you uh, a little bit of a, uh, I guess, an introduction into that, would be there are different types of bishul. There's the actual bishul. Bishul means cooking. Cooking generally means in liquid. Then there is another type, what we call cooking, but it's actually called baking or roasting. That means cooking something through heat without liquid, like taking a piece of meat and putting it into the oven without liquid. Okay, yes, we call it, did you cook the meat? But in halacha, that's not called bishul. That's called maybe tzli, or maybe afia, right? There's another one example of cooking. Did you cook the schnitzels? How do you cook schnitzel? You could deep fry schnitzels. You take oil, you bubble it up, whatever, and then you put the schnitzels immersed inside. Now again, we call that cooked, but it's not really in halacha called the definition of cooking. That's called tigun. Now why am I telling you this? Just to give you some vocabulary in the, you know, in the halacha dictionary of different types of bishul? No. Because there's a major nafkamina, as we will see later on, between the different types of cooking, and sometimes when we switch them up. Right? It's going to be negate to many, many things. It's going to be negate to heating up food on Shabbos, for example, taking a kegel or schnitzel or something similar, putting on the hot plate. It's going to be negate to filling up the children pot, for example, with water, if it's drying out. All these sorts of shilas could be Nagea over there. It's going to be Nagea when you go to a place, you go to a Simcha in Eretz Yisrael. One of the delights of going to a Simcha in Eretz Yisrael is you get Borekas with mushroom sauce. It's Kavaldic. You can't be in Eretz Yisrael, not go to a Simcha and get Borekas with mushroom sauce. It's a chilek of being in Eretz Yisrael. Mom, it's, it's, it's Kavaldic, right? Maskim Dani? Therefore, therefore, you have to know, is that motto or is that also? Are you allowed to pour the, the mushroom sauce on the bereka? Or another example, are you allowed to pour hot chocolate sauce on the hot, on the, on the, on the chocolate cake? Right? Are you allowed? Zeb, are you with me? Yeah? Forget about how, what? On the, exactly. Now, Rabbi, so let's move on. That is all, that is all definitions of Bishel. Okay? Now what we have to discuss is what's called Bishel. This is Tully's Kasha. Tulis wants to know like this. Tully Friedman wants to know, Lemaisa, at what point is a piece of meat considered to be cooked? That's major nafkaminas. Huge nafkaminas. Nafkaminas, we'll get to in a minute. But let's get to the definition. This is very important. This is mamish crunch time for anyone that has any shaykhas, which is every single person, to anything in the kitchen. On Shabbos Kodesh, whether it's now and you're relying on the very Choshiva Bachrim that help us out and do things for us on Shabbos. Okay? Just by the way, I, I, nobody knew this. I don't think anybody knew this. But yesterday, you guys ate chicken on the bone for supper. I don't know if you knew, but at 4 o'clock in the morning, somebody had to come to Yeshiva, open up the freezer, take out the chicken to defrost it, so that someone at 6 in the morning could come and make sure that you guys have supper to eat in Yeshiva. I'm just letting you know. Just so you should know. Anyway, um, where was I? So what's considered to be Bishel? Okay, Rabbi Sai, let's move. And Melech, you ready with us? Get this clear. What is Bishel? Okay? So there's going to be a major enough community. You listening with me? Clear. 
There's a major nafkamina if we're dealing with a solid or a liquid. Major nafkamina. Let's go one by one. When we're talking now about a solid piece of food. It could be any food. If it's a solid, it's included in what we're saying right now. What is a solid, at what point do we say that a solid food is considered to be cooked? That is the shaila. So, we all know, there's a famous yisoid, which I'm sure we all know, from the Gemara and Shabbos, Tavchofam and other, for the Gemara tells us about a yid, love Dafka, but about a person called Michael Ben Jerusai, we call him Ben Jerusai. Ben Jerusai was a ganuf, and he used to go from place to place, and he wanted to dodge the authorities, and therefore, he never wanted to spend too much time in one area. So he used to eat, but he used to cook the food just to the degree that it could be eaten when it was edible, and then he would move on so that nobody would go along and catch him and he wouldn't get caught by the authorities. Okay, that's what he did. So he named the food after him called Michael ben Drusai, which is, it's a but the pashtus is, it's a third cooked which means it's just about edible, it's okay, you can eat it that way, but it's not the way that most people eat it. Now, came along many, many Rishonim, and they say that if anything is a third cooked, if anything is a Michael Ben Drusai cooked, which means it's edible, but not to the point that most people would eat it, so comes along the Ramban, comes along Rabbeinu Yoyna, comes along the Rashvan the Rosh, and they say that's Bishol. That means that if you take a piece of meat, and it is cooked to a cooked of a third, that is considered to be bishal. Which would mean, by the way, that after that stage would not be an Isidaraisa bishal anymore. It's going to be enough community to many, many things. Listen carefully. It's going to be enough community to many, many things. Again, Zev, according to many Rishonim, if something is cooked a third, it's considered to be cooked. Which means, getting it to that point is bishal. After that point is not bishal daraisa. Mafkamina to many things. However, comes along the Rambam. And the Rambam says, no, nobody eats it that way. Because one guy ate it that way, that's considered to be Bishop against Palisol. Can't be. And the Rambam, which pastures the Shulchanah, Psak and Semeshin Yitchesiv Dalit, and that if something is fully cooked, that's Bishop. But until that stage, it's not fully cooked. Which would mean, the Fishita Sarambam, and the Fida Shulchanah, Pashtas, the Maran, that all the way until it's completely cooked, bishel, 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 bishel. Once it's fully cooked, there's no more bishel anymore. Now, one second, before we take questions, I want to get this very, very clear. Why am I telling you that there's a machaikis rishonim? If anyway we generally paskin, like the Shulchanorah, the Maran, in Sif Dalad, that says once it's fully cooked, it's cooked, but before that it's not. Why am I telling you there's a machaikis rishonim? What do you need to know this for? It's a long shashir that you have to know all the shitas. No. I'll tell you what I'm telling you this for. Live Yitzchak, no? Okay. More than that. What's enough, Gamina? The Gabi, a carbon. You're worried about putting your carbon pinkers to see how many chattas you have to bring. Well, later on this afternoon, Beis Hashem, Meshech is going to come, the Beis Hamikdash is going to come down, and we're going to have to bring a carbonus. Right, Shlomo? We're going to have to bring carbonus. You have to know what to do. Live wants to know. Oh, but there's another reason. Nuchi, what are you telling me? What's the reason? Why am I telling you this? No? Hello? Anybody? Tully, Asham, Daniel, yeah. Ben, hello. hello, why am I telling you a machaikas rishonim? So I'll tell you why. Very simple. That's also beautiful. You're right. 100% right. Ah, Kavaldi. Bino Paskas, why am I telling you? I'll tell you why. Ben, you're listening? Very important. 
Because if chas v'shalom, lo aleinu, lo aleinu is such a thing. If a person would do something that we're going to say, for example, he takes the children off Friday night because he wants to eat it. He opens up the lid and oivai. It's mamish raw. Hey, it's going very slowly. It's mamish raw. The beans are hard. The meat's not cooked. The potatoes are hard. It's mamish raw. Okay, potatoes, we'll eat it tomorrow. He puts it back in. Rachmona litzlon. He puts it back in. He's over on Mishal. He's over on Mishal because it's not fully cooked. Abba, we all know that the prima godim, Paskins, which the Mishnah Brewer says in Semeshin Yitchesif, Aleph, very clearly, that if something is subject to Machlekes Rishonim, if it was done, but the Ebed, Maisa Shabbos won't make the food asa, which means you're allowed to eat the Cholent. That's what I'm telling you. Whenever you have a Machlekes, True, we paskin like one of them. Of a bidiyevet, if a person did it, he can eat the food. Now that's a big enough kamina. Because often people come with shyness. I did this, what do I do now? Again, it wasn't allowed to be done. But bidiyevet, if it was done, then the, the Maishah Shabbos will generally be mutter if it is a machlaikah. So I want to get this very, very clear. I want to get this very, very clear because I don't want to have anyone with any mistakes. A solid item. Machlaikah was shining. Some hold until Michael ben side. That means after Michael Jusai, no problem. At least with the Most, and this is how we paskin, holes until it's fully cooked. The roiv, in other words, most people eat it that way, then it's not considered to be cooked. Right? But once it's fully cooked, it's okay. Okay? So just a couple of things. Number one, nafkamina to many different situations, which we're going to get to maybe tomorrow. Taking the lid of a trollant, for example, nosameya, if it's not fully cooked, there's enough kamina, people are going to ask me. You're going to put it, put, it, put, it, put it back on. Are you allowed to put the lid back on? I had to open up an oven door. All these shilas are enough gamina whether or not the food is fully cooked or not fully cooked. If it's not fully cooked to the uh, to the degree that most people eat it, then it's considered to be not cooked, and therefore any further cooking that's done through your action will be asa. Which would mean, theoretically, if you take the lid off the churant, right, Ellie? And you want to put it back on, that will be asa if it's not fully cooked. Which is why you have to be careful about putting the lid back on the channel, which we will discuss. We'll talk a lot about that. One by one. I want to get Kaseda. Kaseda. So that's the din, okay? Michael Ben Drusai is one sheet of fully cooked another sheet of. We'll, we'll talk all about that tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about taking children out of the pot if you're allowed to do that on the fire, not on the fire. All sorts of shilas. No, lots of different things. Ovens, all sorts of things. Now, Rabbi side. let's move on. We've got a lot to do. got a lot to do. That is the Gabi Foods. What happens to Gabi liquids? Yes, are you with me? That's the Gabi food. What's the Gabi liquid? How does it work by a liquid? So, when it comes to a liquid, a liquid is very, very different to a solid. The Gemara, the Gemara in Shabbos Men talks about liquid becoming cooked when it gets Yad Soledes boy. Which would mean, according to many Rishonim, that once a liquid reaches Yad Soledes boy, or to make it Yad Soledes boy, that's Bishal. The bishel of a liquid is to heat up the liquid. Now, we will talk about what's the din if liquid is already cooked. For example, you take chicken and you want to put it on the hot plate, but it's fully cooked. If there's liquid over there, am I allowed to do that? What if you take the lid off of the chalum pot and you, you, know, you serve yourself and you want to put the lid back on, but there's moisture in the lid? Are you allowed to put the lid back on? All of these shilas, well, you know, you'd wash up a coffee cup and then you want to refill it with hot water, are these going to be shilas of bishul or not bishul? But the general halach is, and we've got a lot to do, if a liquid is cold and you heat it up, that's the bishul. 
What's Bishul? What's the degree of Bishul? Yad Seledispo according to the Gemara, which Rashi says is the degree that you would recall your hand if you get anywhere near it. You're like, oh, you're scared you're going to get burned. By the way, just to give you a, a, um, an example of Yad Seledispoi, could you bring me a uh, Kashrus in the kitchen, please? It's a wonderful book. Thank you very much. So, over here, there's a book here called Kashrus in the Kitchen. It's wonderful. So, he writes over here, he brings various examples. I want to give you these examples. I think it's very negative for you to know. I think it's very negative for you to know what is considered to be Yad Seledispoi. So, Yad Seledispoi, according to Ramosha and other places, is 45 degrees. Right? Now, how hot, how do we measure 45 degrees? How are we meant to know if something is Yad Seledispoi? What do we do? Celsius. Okay? So how do we, that's, that's, um, 113 Fahrenheit. 113 Fahrenheit, 45 Celsius. What is, I want to give me some examples. Ruben, are you with me? Let me give you some examples of Yad Seledispoi. Okay. If you make a lukewarm bath for a young child, that bath will generally be somewhere between 99 and 100 Fahrenheit, 37.8 Celsius. The average bath, if you make yourself a bath, it will generally be 101. If you have a really hot bath, it's going to be between 104 and 105. A hot water tap in most homes, you open up the hot water, you wait obviously a couple of minutes, whatever, coming out hot water, listen to this, is... Seconds, whatever, depending on where you are, is is it between 120 and 125 Fahrenheit? That's well above Yad Soledis boy. A, a hot cup of coffee, hot cup of coffee, hot cup of coffee. Okay, with with a little bit of sugar, a little bit of milk, is 125 Fahrenheit, which is 51.7 Celsius. A hot glass of tea. Without milk, for states of, is 165 Fahrenheit, which is 73.9 Celsius, and a hot bowl of chicken soup could be 180 Fahrenheit, which is 82.2 Celsius. Which means that many of the things that we're dealing with are all yad lettuce boy. Okay, Rabbi side. Rabbi side. Many of the things. One second. One second. Many of the things that we have are yad lettuce boy. So according to many. Heating up a liquid to that degree is called bishel. Now there is the shita, which I'm sure many of you are asking why I haven't said it until now, is the shvishis hashabas, and for example the tiller david, that they want to tie it, it's up until bubbling. If it was never bubbled, it was never cooked. Now this is a big enough community, I'll give an example. Um, Eli came to me once on Arab Shabbos, and he says to me that the hot water urn over here in Yeshiva was not full to the top, and there was, there was a Mordeka Pachad that there wouldn't be enough hot water for tomorrow morning's coffee. Now, the coffee before davening on the Shabbos is, it's a great zach and a pichasidas, it's a big zach. So he wanted to go along, it was right before Shabbos, and fill up the hot water urn with cold water, but obviously not press the boil button because there isn't enough time for it to boil and switch it off. And obviously, you know what happens when you press honestly, yeah, I'll remember to do it. It never happens. So he wants to leave it that way, and it's fine because it's going to get hot by tomorrow morning, but it never bubbled. So you'll tell me, big deal, it doesn't need to bubble. You're right, it doesn't need to bubble. But here's the problem, Lady Yitzchak. If the next morning on Shabbos morning, right, you get up before davening, you're checking the matzah, and obviously for the te'elis of the bochim, you're checking the haligat shulant, and you see that it's, 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 it's got no water left. And by the time, you know, the olim eats, and for brains, and kiddush, and everything, it's going to be burnt. So you want to add water from the urn, which we'll get to how to do it, and how not to do it, whatever, to, into that. But when you do that, it's going to bubble. Now hold on a minute, this water never bubbled before. It never bubbled before Shabbos. It will be awesome for you to take that boiling hot water on Shabbos, 
Without getting into all the shadows of Chazor and how to do it, we'll talk about it. So that shouldn't, because that, people don't know this, by the way. People do not know this. They think, ah, it's hot from the urn, it's okay, I can put it to Chudah, put it right in, no problem, Pasvachol, the Zaya, Yodeya, Simitari, Pace, the Piskachuv over there. People are busy with all the other stuff. They don't have this one. I'm telling you, most people do not have this one. So that's what, that's the problem. If it never bubbled, so according to the Shvish Shabbos and others, that Bishal is only when it bubbled, this, this didn't bubble, according to many, it will be a problem. Now, again, there's a lot to discuss, a lot to get to, um, but just to finish off for today, so if I didn't get to Yad Seledis, but I'm generally going to be okay. Let me ask the Oyla Makasha. The baby is crying. I need to make a baby bottle. Now, to make a baby bottle, you take the milk and you put it, for example, for example, near the hot plate in a place where it could get Yad Seledis boy. Now, I don't want to heat it up to get the Yad Seledis boy, because obviously I know that's going to be Yossa. Am I allowed to heat up the baby bottle just so it gets a bit warm? It's freezing cold because, you know, it's cold uh, milk for the fridge. I'm allowed to heat it up in a place where it could get Yad Seledis boy if I will not allow it to by taking it off earlier. Are you with me? So the halacha is, the Shulchanah says in Sef Yudalit, in Shin Yudches, that it's a Gzairim Bonon, that if a person puts liquid in a place where it could reach Yad Soledes boy, even though you're going to take it off before, if you leave it there, it's going to get cooked, it's going to get Yad Soledes boy. And if it's going to get Yad Soledes boy, that's special, according to most poskim. Which means, Zuk the Shulchanah in Sef Yudalit, that if you want to take a baby bottle, or not even a baby bottle. Let's say you want to take any liquid. Let's say you want to serve, you want to serve a nice warm hot chocolate sauce. I don't want it to get hot. I'm okay with it getting warm. But I can't serve it cold. So I put it on top of something else. If I leave it there for 10 hours, it will get you out to boy. But I need it there for an hour. I just want to get it to get a bit warm. The halacha is, that would be asa. Why? Because there's a gzera that if you leave it there, it will turn into yatzeleris boy, which will be vishal daraisa. And therefore there's a gzera drabona that you can't put it on. Let me tell you, however, a Mayudik Akula that I heard from my Rosh Hashiva Reb Scheinberg Zatzal, where he says a Mayudik Azach Betzim is a Chai Odom, Remez in the Shatzian, that he says like this. What if the baby is crying? Oh my God, you can also find What if happens, for example, if the baby is crying? Now there's no way you're going to leave the baby bottle there because the baby is crying. And therefore, I need to give it to the baby ASAP. So I'm going to put it on just for the minimum amount that I need and whip it off and give it to the baby to stop the baby from crying. Oh, shame, because that's all. That would be mutter. I, what do you mean? You're not allowed. Yeah, but any time there's a situation that's clearly taking me away from leaving it there, I'm going to take it off. It's going to stop me from leaving it there. So of Scheinberg is mutter to put it on, because we're no longer going to smoke it on, but that luntis that's going to get on fire, whatever. That's the chiddish when it comes to liquids. Now, what happens, one last thing. If the cholent is fully cooked, am I allowed to cause it to continue to cook, to get a bristle better? Are you allowed to make it better, to cock it up a bit? Is that mutter or not? Shimon, what are you tying You take the cholent off, with all the conditions that we're going to mention, and putting it back, and by putting it back, it's going to cock more. It's going to get better and better. So the answer is that's called mitstamik v'yofaloi. Mitstamik v'yofaloi is mutter. Once something is fully cooked, I'm allowed to allow it to get even better by being longer on the flame, longer in the crock pot, more in the oven, whatever it may be, and that would be okay. It's only when it's not fully cooked, allowing it to cook quicker, or whatever it may be, we'll discuss tomorrow, that's problematic. I both say tomorrow, big sugya, taking what we've learned today and putting it into a very practical terms of ovens, crock pots, pots, thermoses, and all these things. Join us tomorrow.